podcast play. Thanks for listening. Gonna share some opinions. We like our strong drinks. We say what we think here at Boozy Bracketology. Welcome, everybody, to Boozy Bracketology. I am your host, Mike, and that is another one of my now patented bad parodies here to start off this episode. Drew just got up and left. (laughs) I know, seriously, I saw that. (laughs) He's like, and I'm out. Oh, gosh. Uh, Thanks for joining us again tonight. This is the third episode in our bracket for this month as we seek to determine what is the best holiday episode of a TV show of all time. We've got a great panel here with you to help you decide this tonight. We're going to get started introducing them. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Chris waves his hand. He's like, eh, ish. That's right. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, But we are going to go around, introduce them, find out what they are drinking and how they are doing. And we're going to start with Brittany. Well, thank you. Um, I think you have your definitions of bad and great mixed up because that was a (laughs) great parody. And, you know, you had me on, so it's a meh guest choice for this. But um, I am doing fairly well. Uh, It's a little cold here in Illinois, but other than Hmm. that, can't complain. Um, and I am drinking, because of the weather, I heat, I am drinking some mulled cherry wine that I got at Aldi. So, Sounds lovely. The brand name is in German, and I can't say it, so <laughs> <laughs> at least not respectfully. So mulled yeah. cherry wine it is. That's fair. That's fair. Well, we're going to head on over to slightly warmer climes and check in with Leah. Leah, how are you doing, and what are you drinking tonight? Well, it is slightly colder today. I think it was like in the low 70s, I think, um, <laughs> this morning. Um, I have a hoodie on because I, I wanted to bundle up for the occasion, but it's not too cold for me to enjoy a nice Diet Coke. That was an excellent can pop. I'm not going to lie. Thank you. It might it might be one of, one of the best. Oh, fantastic. All right. In the history of the show. I, I at least I hope it came through on the actual broadcast because uh came through great in my headphones. So what you're saying is that we have a future uh boozy like uh bracket of best like soda <laughs> best. pop or can pop on the show. Oh pops. yeah. We're we're gonna start getting meta here before too long. For sure. But in the meantime, we're gonna head a little further north and check in with Tim, who looked like he was about to say something. I just want to volunteer to not put that bracket together. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Having to listen through every episode of this group. I'll pass. Technically, Uh, you only have to listen to about the first two minutes. Sure. Uh, But I am doing all right tonight. Uh, Kid was a little bit unable to sleep last night, so I'm not running out a ton of sleep this evening. Uh, But I am drinking, once again, my Voodoo Ranger Imperial IPA. Another good can pop. It's all in the two step. You screw it up when you try to do it all at once. I think you're right. You have to well done. Well while done. you open cans now? <laughs> for for a good sound. Oh, okay. At this point, we're working on getting it down to an art. All right. And speaking of, uh, I don't even know how to segue to this, but Chris, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. You want to know what I'm drinking or are we just skipping that part? No, oh, I figured you would just tell me. Oh, d- damn it. Tim's right. The two-parter is the way to go. It is. Totally is. So uh, so can we just skip this episode and all my picks go forward because right. I'm right? Uh, no, <laughs> like you're one time no. right. 
I don't trust you with some of these. Mm-hmm. Some of these. <laughs> I don't trust you with any of these. But uh, no, I'm I'm doing pretty well. Uh, I uh, it is about it's it was in the 70s earlier. Got down to the, the high 60s, so I put the campfire on earlier. Watch Blippy outside with my daughter because everywhere we go, she wants to watch that freaking dude and his <laughs> blue and orange crap. But we had a good time. We we got to watch some Blippy outside, hanging out by the campfire. Then the baby went to sleep. I got to watch some Cobra Kai. So not too bad of a day for me. Very nice. What what was that in the can that you popped? Did you did you say? And I missed. Oh, this it? is this is in, in in honor of our friend Mr. Drew here. This is the sweet baby uh, Jesus. Ah, <laughs> probably the world's most famous Jew. Yes. So, <laughs> I mean, it's it's yeah. him or Ben Stiller, right? Yeah. No, Adam. You know, I'm trying to make it to that list. Thank you very much. You're 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 <laughs> getting there. You're getting there. Well, and a good way to get there is to tell us how you're doing and what you're drinking, Drew. Well, I can't get rid of this damn cold that I have. Ah. So I wasn't going to drink for this, but then I was like, you know what? It's boozy bracketology. I can't let my people down. So I'm just heading back to that same bottle of bullet bourbon that I had last time. Nice. Little little cork pop there. All right. Pour that bad boy. Very nice. That is a lovely, lovely drink. It is. Myself, I, I kind of wish with all the can pops that I had saved my advent calendar beer uh, until the podcast, but I already drank it. I just finished it up, and uh, now I actually have a bottle that I'm going with. Uh, the advent calendar beer was from Germany. It was very good, but I decided to go even farther away. I actually have a craft beer from Japan. It is from the Kayuchi Brewery. I hope that I'm pronouncing that correctly. It is called Hitachino Nest. It is a white ale. I've had this for a little while, and I'm curious to try it. But it is in a bottle, so we'll see how this comes through. And it's not coming through very well at all. There, uh, you can hear the struggle coming through. <laughs> well, I misplaced my good—I misplaced my good bottle opener, so I was just opening it with a Swiss Army knife. Ah. <laughs> if it makes you funny, better we had people over at the house like last week, and we're out by the fire pit, and I handed the guy a bottle opener. He looks at me, he goes, "Is this a paint can opener?" <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> but does it work <laughs> exactly and and even though the i struggled to open the beer it was worth it because the this is actually a very good beer it's got a nice interesting flavor to it i like it a lot i'm gonna enjoy it and i'm also going to enjoy finding out who is moving on from the sweet 16 into the elite eight so we'll dive right into our matchups first up we got the number one seed of the office the christmas party episode which stormed its way in here easily defeating south park in the first round and it's up against the number nine seed of how i met your mother how lily stole christmas which had a fairly easy time defeating hey arnold in the first round the office versus how i met your mother and we're starting with Brittany. okay um i will keep this short sweet and to the point of those two episodes i far prefer how i met your mother um how lily stole christmas christmas party was fine i much prefer How I Met Your Mother to The Office, so that gets my vote. And How I Met Your Mother picks up its first vote. Could it be on its way to an upset? Leah? Well, like Brittany, I do prefer How I Met Your Mother to The Office. Um, but if we're just comparing Christmas party episodes, I like The Office Christmas party one a little bit better. Um, I like that with Michael, you know, he, he acknowledges that he screwed up. And he tries to make it better. He's not great at making things better. He usually makes things worse. But then at the end, when he gets invited out to go to the bar with everybody at the end, it's just that small gesture of friendship is enough to turn, you know, his night around. It's really sweet. Um, the Marsh or not the Marshall stuff, the um, Ted and Lily stuff really irritated me with How I Met Your Mother. 
it's kind of like the we were on a break thing from friends. It doesn't really matter if you're on a break or not. People screwed up. People's feelings were hurt. Let's just move on with it. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with the office Christmas party here. The office Christmas party pulls even with how Lily stole Christmas. And we're going to pull over to Tim. So this one's actually kind of interesting. Um, and the reason for that being this, along with the matchup later, are essentially the battle of number one seeds. Uh, because the office Christmas party is basically the critics number one coming in at a one seed. While How I Met Your Mother, How Lily Stole Christmas at a nine seed is the fan picked number one uh, based hmm. on how we did it. So it, it really is a battle of number ones and we see that later too um as a show i think the the entirety of how i met your mother for me is better than the entirety of the office there are some office episodes i just don't care about there are whole seasons plural that i don't care about with the office i think I have to give it when, when when I look at these two episodes, I know exactly which one how uh, how Lily Soul Christmas is, uh, Office Christmas or Christmas Party. There's so many Christmas parties they kind of get jumbled together. I got to go with How I Met Your Mother. How I Met Your Mother picks up its second vote and has the office on the ropes. Chris, are you going to pull it down or are you going to push it over? I'm going to disagree with my wife for a second for because. Uh... Wow, that came out like I was really drunk, and I'm not. But I am going <laughs> to disagree with my wife here for a second. Uh, it does matter that Ross and Rachel were totally on a break. Uh, they made that abundantly clear. She made it abundantly clear to him, not defending him, but like I'm not sure she has a leg to stand on, neither here nor there. Uh, what gets this for me, besides the fact that I'm not a huge Office fan, uh, what's going to get this for me is the line that is the the line at the very end of the episode for How I Met Your Mother, where Ted kind of admits you didn't just leave Marshall. Like you left our friendship. Like that, that's what I, that's what I needed. It was cathartic. Like we've all tried to pick friends up when they get broken, but like he felt betrayed, like legitimately betrayed. And she was being a Grinch. She was. And I did say the word Grinch at the end of the day, there there's more emotional half to that episode. It's going to stick with me more. Um, I've gone back and watched the office. It's a, it's a funny episode. It doesn't stick with me. How Lily stole Christmas sticks with me i'm going how i met your mother and the number nine seed is going to pull off the upset against the one seed making sure that we have no more one seeds left in this bracket so well, it'll be interesting to see how the rest of this goes drew do we get this one right i mean i feel like this is one that on any given day i could go either way on this one um i'm actually kind of glad i didn't have to cast a deciding vote because that would have been hard um, I think I lean slightly a little more towards the office Christmas party, but it's, it's hard, but yeah, I'm going to cast the vote for the office since it doesn't matter at this point. And the office gets a, what the hell? It doesn't matter anyway, vote to pull the three to two, but it's just a little bit too little too late. How I met your mother will be moving on. We're going to find out who it's going to be facing right now. We've got the number five seed of. The Simpsons, Simpsons Roasting on an Open Fire, the very first episode of a series that has now gone on for 32 seasons. Going up against the number four seed of Lost, The Constant, which eked out a squeaker in the first round. Let's see how it fares here. We're going to start off with Leah. Well, I'm glad that the biggest Lost fan on here gets to go first, um, <laughs> because I never thought that Lost would make it past that first round. Because, guys, it's not a Christmas episode. 
It was still really nice to see on the bracket, though. Um, this is where the story is going to end for it, especially um, because it's up against the Simpsons episode, which is all about Christmas. Um, like I said about Lost, it's just that one scene, which is magical if you're a fan of the show and within the context of the show. She can't just jump and enjoy it. I jumped into that Simpsons episode not knowing anything about it, and I could enjoy it. Santa's little helper storyline was just really cute. So um, I'm sorry to Lost. You are not my constant tonight. I'm going with The Simpsons. And Leah casts a vote for The Simpsons, which I'll be honest, I w wasn't really expecting. Let's see if uh, Tim can uh, throw me for another loop. Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's important to understand that because this is the first ever Simpsons episode ever, you should be able to jump into it and not be lost. It's the pilot. Um and I think for that reason, Lost was on there because a lot of critics had it on their lists. Um, but I think for that reason alone, I've got to go to Simpsons here. And the Simpsons picks up its second vote. Chris, you're up next. I find it funny that my wife was talking about Lost and Story when they lost the story of that show in uh, season three. <laughs> they just stopped trying, y'all. They did. No, we don't care about logical endings. No, they're all in some sort of a... A parallel purgatory until everyone dies. We're all waiting on the fat guy to kick the bucket. That's what we're waiting on. Um, at the end of the day, I should be drinking the three wise men at midnight. Pace yourselves, but we're not doing that. Uh, so it's going to go to the Simpsons. Here. I actually think from a, a pilot episode perspective, like it introduces you to a lot of the main characters. You get Mr. Burns, you get the Flanders, but it's a really cute father and son story where the the son's learning about the father's life he kind of viewed his father one way his whole life it seems and this is a whole nother look at the way his father is it's a really cute entry to the story um no idea what my parents were so scared of you know coming in while we couldn't watch the simpsons because that was a wholesome story uh, aside from going to the dog track but no uh Sam's a little helper all the way we all certainly remember that wholesome moment where a uh, 10 year old bart gets a tattoo but uh, yes, it's overall, Simpsons mother. <laughs> Actually, I believe it said moth Mom. when she caught him. But <laughs> the Mom. Simpsons will or yeah, the Simpsons will be moving on. Uh, but we still want to hear from the rest of our panelists, starting with Drew. Yeah, not much uh, to be said here. I never really got into Lost. I didn't consider this much of a Christmas episode. Uh, I love the Simpsons, at least like the first 17 seasons or so. Uh, this is the one that started it all. My vote goes to The Simpsons. Simpsons picks up its fourth vote. Brittany, will it be a sweep? Something, something, blah, blah. I've only seen a couple of episodes of each of these shows, blah, blah. <laughs> but I think Lost, no, uh, it's The Simpsons. I mean, <laughs> if for nothing else, it launched a series that has lasted 32 seasons, and it could have easily flopped 34. the first episode. Oh, well. I'm you know, I was born in the same year as The Simpsons. I thought maybe they just had fewer seasons. Um, but <laughs> I'm going by what what it was introduced as with 32 seasons. And if it's 34, then, you know, a couple of those can be a movie. I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, but it's Simpsons for me. So. I, I, I ballparked it. I wasn't sure exactly how many. I, but Apparently yeah, Drew knew. So. That, no, I, pre I appreciate the correction. Yeah. Simpsons is going to be getting the sweep. It's entirely possible that Lost uh, got past the first round due to its competition. I know there were some uh, folks that weren't particularly big fans of the show that it was up against. I personally am unfamiliar with it, so I can't speak to it. But I can. nonetheless, <laughs> I know Chris, Chris, is just he, Chris is still seething. I can tell. But Simpsons will be moving on. Simpsons versus How I Met Your Mother. 
two of my all-time favorite series. That's going to be a fun one. But I don't have to make those choices. You guys do. But that's for next episode. Right now, this is the choice you've got to make. It's going to be between the 11 seed of Schitt's Creek, which is just a show title that I love to say. I will never get tired of saying that show title. Their Merry Christmas Johnny Rose episode going up against the number three seed of Seinfeld, the strike episode, or as it's probably more known by everybody, the Festivus episode. We're going to start this one off with Tim. I don't watch either of these shows. Uh, I think I've seen the finale of Seinfeld. Uh, I think I watched it live because my family did uh, when it when it aired. Um, I don't know that I've watched really any Seinfeld beyond that. I've caught bits and pieces here, um, but I don't like Shit's Creek. I just don't like Shit's Creek. Uh, so for me, this is where that one comes to an end, and I'm going with Festivus. And Festivus gets an episode, and uh, just for our listeners, and I know it's 25 years late, but if you're looking to get into Seinfeld, the final episode is probably not your entry point. Uh, Chris, you're up. Hey, hold on one second. I got to grab a poll. Because we're going to start with the airing of some grievances. Tim, you ignorant bastard. Oh, my God. Listen, Seinfeld is the iconic show. Uh, Festivus, all that stuff is going to stick in pop culture lore for a long time. I'm a story guy. And at the end of the day, there's no story to Seinfeld. The characters don't change. There's no metamorphosis. It's a it's the bit jokes that kind of carry on. Every once in a while, you get a couple that go run through a couple of seat, a couple episodes. But by and large, it's, it's self-contained. This episode of Shit's Creek is almost like a crestfall going into it because everything is building. You don't think of it, but everything in the entire series is building kind of this episode because you get to see the character growth. You get to see where these characters, these self-centered, they weren't bad people. They were extremely self-centered, rich, arrogant people and how they lost everything and built themselves back up. And they didn't build themselves up monetarily, but they built their family back up. And this episode highlights that. It highlights character growth of all the characters, every single one of them. You get to see David. Ew, David. You get to see David in a loving relationship. You get to see, uh, oh, my God. Why am I thinking? Why can't I think of her name? Alexis. 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 Thank you. A little bit of Alexis. Um, You get to see Alexis really kind of come into her own in the later seasons. But you get to see Johnny. You get to see Johnny back then longing for a family. And he looks around when he's got all this money and this opulent wealth. And he has no family around. And you see him torn down at the end of this episode. And he's just surrounded by people who love him. I love this episode of Shit's Creek. It's one of the best episodes of Shit's Creek ever made. That's one of the best sitcoms of the last 20 years. Fight me. I don't care. Shit's Creek is getting my vote. And Shit's Creek pulls even as Chris casts his vote for it. But I, I, I don't want to lose sight that Chris began that diatribe by saying, I'm going to grab a poll. And I just want the listeners to know we could not see his hands at that moment. So... Drew a pole, not a toothpick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it was, I'm, I'm glad uh, for your for your listeners that this is not a visual medium. They are um, too. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be able to sleep tonight. But yeah, Tim, I have some grievances to air with you. Also, Seinfeld is a great show. That being said, Shit's Creek is also a great show, and this is another one of the battles tonight that's really hard for me. I voted for Ted Lasso over Seinfeld in the first round. Um, I voted for Schitt's Creek in the first round. But I'm throwing it to Seinfeld. I mean, I got to go for the classic on this one. I did it a little disservice, but again, 
that it's Ted Lasso is such a wholesome episode. And granted, this is a wholesome episode of Shit's Creek too, but it's just not enough to overpower the classicness of Festivus. Um, and you know, this this vote isn't over until you know someone wrestles me to the ground in the feats of strength. <laughs> well, I was gonna say not it. Uh, Chris, you could you could handle that one as Seinfeld takes a two to one lead. And we're going to pass this back over to Brittany. Um, I did not think my vote was going to matter in this round. I'm going to be really honest, uh, but it does. Um, so here's my thing. The Festivus episode was fine. It had its funny moments. I liked the Human League thing. It was great. The Shit's Creek episode. Chris expressed a lot of what I was thinking. It is really a turning point. Like, they already had kind of their turning point at the end of season one into season two. But it's a bigger turning point for them as a family. Because it really, I think Johnny finally breaks down and just tells Moira, back when we had everything, all I wanted was to just end the night with the four of us around the Christmas tree. And instead, I ended every Christmas evening alone, wondering where my family was. And then at the end, like Chris said, he's surrounded by people who love him. The it, the motel is lit up. Everyone is there. Uh, you get the phoning moment with Roland and uh, Jocelyn being like, well, you know, it would have been nice if our invitation had come a little bit earlier. And he's like, well, this got put together at the last second. Um, I do think if it's not out there, I think Schitt's Creek missed a slight marketing opportunity from a little bit of Lexus, and they could have had a Christmas card that said a little bit of fa-la-la-la-la-la-la. Um, but I don't know if that happened. But also on a personal note, I did a webinar that was hosted by Dan Levy, and he's just a great human being, like, in general. He's, he's a good writer. It sounds like he's an amazing boss, like, he takes the time each week to write the crew, like different sections of the crew every single week to thank them for all their work. That's what he did on Schitt's Creek was he just, he wanted the crew to know, I know that we can't do this without you. Thank you for coming every single week, showing up and just doing amazing work. And he had crew members that talked about how they had better job offers pay-wise but that spirit of thankfulness and gratitude that they found on the Schitt's Creek set is why they stayed. So I just wanted to shout out like that. I think Dan Levy's an amazing human. Um, just from what I know about him and uh, Schitt's Creek gets my vote. So it's going to come down to Leah. It, it absolutely is going to come down to Leah. We have a two to two tie. I will remind everybody that uh, we, when we have a tie, we have the opportunity to throw up a buzzer beater. Any one of our panelists who have already voted can take about 30 seconds to try and give one final pitch to sway Leah either way. Do you only get one per round? So use it wisely. But if anybody wants to throw one up here, speak now or forever hold your peace. And peace is being held. Leah, take it away. Okay. So I said last time that I was not a Seinfeld fan, but that I really loved the Festivus stuff that was in the Strike episode. But if I'm really thinking about it, the Festivus stuff was what, like four minutes of a 22 minute episode? Like, I feel like it went really, really quick. Like, let's even round up. Let's say it was like six or seven minutes of a 22 minute episode. I really didn't like the other 15 minutes or whatever. Um of the episode i really could not care less even though i like the festivist stuff but schitt's creek i just adore the show 
I was already all in on the characters by the time this episode came out. I will say that if you're going to watch Shit's Creek, watch it the way I do every time I rewatch it and just skip the first two seasons and just jump into season three. Um, I think the plot points hit harder for me in Shit's Creek than it does in Seinfeld. So it really sucks that I'm having to send Festivus away because I really think probably with a different um, group, Festivus would be a final four for sure. Um, but I have to vote with my heart and my heart is with Schitt's Creek. So I got to vote for Schitt's Creek. And suck it does. But Schitt's Creek does pick up his third vote. Ousting Seinfeld, the number three seed. We've got a little bit of a Cinderella story there. I will, uh, I will defer airing my grievances on that particular choice because I'm the host and nobody wants to hear what I think. That's why they made me the host. And we will just move right on to a matchup that I have actually been looking forward to because this one's going to be brutal, folks. We have the number 10 seed, the West Wing, the In Excelsis Deo episode, the Christmas episode from season one, which beat its uh, another episode from its own series in a play-in game and then stormed past the X-Files to get here. And it's going up against the number two seed of the Holiday Armadillo episode of Friends. How was that? Was that okay? Not bad? Eh. Eh. Don't quit your day job. Got it. In Excelsis Deo versus the Holiday Armadillo. Chris, you're starting this one off. Good luck. Yeah, I'm going to just hide here for a second. Don't tell Leah I'm here, okay? I think she can hear me, but I'm not sure because as good as Friends is... In Excelsis Deo is everything I want in a Christmas episode of television. It's dramatic, it's heartfelt, it has an emotional punch, but it's got some funny moments. I fear for my safety right now. Do not tell her I said this, but that's not even a top 50 episode of Friends. It's iconic because of the holiday armadillo, but the rest of that episode falls flat. I'm going with the West Wing. I love you, Paige. Hey, Leah, guess who just voted for the <laughs> West Wing in Excelsis Deo over Friends, the Holiday Armadillo, saying the Holiday Armadillo isn't even a top 50 episode. You just woke up I'm your sorry, daughter, so I hope you're happy. Uh, We're going to be at your door right now. That's probably true. I'm sorry. You set me up. West Wing has picked up its first vote. We're going to check in with Drew next. Oh, I I agree the Holiday Armadillo is not one of the better Friends episodes. But much like the Festivus episode of Seinfeld, the parts of that episode that are on point are freaking on point. Um, and again, uh, some cultural bias here, but it's one of the, you know, few major Hanukkah storylines that's, you know, out there in mainstream television um and since i'm not sure how i'm voting on the other hanukkah storyline that comes up later i'm gonna go with the holiday armadillo toby ziegler and is jewish uh and so is josh lyman just throwing that out there <laughs> i'm well aware i'm well aware but did either of them dress up as a fucking armadillo i don't think so i forgot about that jewish animal the armadillo my bad <laughs> really a bitch to circumcise those things <laughs> Oh, and friends does believe in with the West Wing. Uh, this is uh, this is going every bit as good as I had hoped. Uh, we're gonna head over to Brittany next. Okay, so my feelings on this are pretty well established within myself. Um, 
the Friends episode. It was cute. It was funny. Why is Superman at the Easter Bunny's funeral? I, you know, it's it's cute. It does hit the points it wants to hit. I do like the teaching of Hanukkah from the holiday armadillo. But in Excelsis Deo, we talked about in round one, is one of the best episodes of The West Wing, which is one of the best shows on television. And every time we talk about that episode, I get chills because I think of what's happening with Toby and the veteran and Mrs. Landingham, and I'm getting chills just talking about it. So if an episode can make me feel like that every single time we talk about it, it is a no-brainer for me. It's The West Wing. And The West Wing pulls ahead again, picking up its second vote as I get chills again while Brittany talks. (laughs) Leah, over to you. So after the last bracket, when Chris and I went to bed, he's like, Yep, and next time you have to make the decision between Friends and the West Wing. Good luck. Yeah. And so I was about to mutter the word FUD, but just as it came out of my mouth, I stopped for half a second. Because then I was like, nope, it's really not going to be that hard. It's going to be West Wing all the way. Um, I've had a week or so to think about it, and you know what? I stand by it. It's not hard for me. Um, West Wing rules. This episode is so solid. Um, and I know we talked, I talked a lot about Mrs. Laneyham and Toby and those storylines, um, in the previous, um, matchups, but I want to highlight a couple other scenes. Well, really just one scene. Cause I'm really hoping, I don't know if I'm the deciding vote, but I'm really hoping it moves on so I can talk about more scenes in the future. But, um, as problematic as Josh and Donna's relationship is on the show, the scene where he gives her the book and writes her a little note on the inside and then he watches her read it from the window. Yes, it sounds creepy when I'm saying it out loud, but watching it on screen is really, really cute. The shot of him just watching her is just really beautiful. And how can you not root for her happiness, even if it's just like a platonic thing with Josh at this point? So yeah, it's it's not difficult for me. Um, I'm probably going to lose my friend's card, but but I'm getting... West Wing points, which is more critically acclaimed anyway. So um, I'm voting for the West Wing. And Leah, as it turns out, you were the deciding vote there because that is number three for the West Wing and Excelsis Deo. It will be moving on. But I want to find out if Tim thinks we got this one right. And Tim has been bitten by the mute bug. Big ass mute bug right there on his neck. Or we just can't hear him. We're not entirely sure which it is. Nope, just can't hear him. Uh, that, well, that... filling in for Tim, uh, this is Drew. <laughs> I'll be playing the part of Tim. <laughs> Um, my vote doesn't matter right now so i'll just go with friends (laughs) i felt like i could kind of hear you there for a second tim i don't know edit point tim let's mystery science theater this as tim talks out let's let's just trash him right well i'm pretty sure he said why the face a minute ago no still nothing this is riveting podcasting everyone oh yeah yeah, yeah. how about now there There he is weird i was playing with my keyboard settings and i'm yeah anyway i want his fancy keyboard all right well anyway welcome back tim uh, floor is yours as i was saying allow me to pick my jaw up off the floor because i was all set to reassure leah that friends was going to move on because i'm not a west wing watcher and holiday armadillo is one of those episodes like if you would have picked somebody random off the street and say name a christmas episode of a tv show holiday armadillo's got to be one that comes up at least frequently and more so than the west wing uh so my vote was for holiday armadillo and friends holiday armadillo does pick up a second vote but it's just a little bit too late as the west wing will be moving on uh and for for my two cents 
I think we got it right as much as I love the holiday armadillo episode. And as we just literally, as we were talking about it, I was suppressing laughter on the other end, thinking about Ross and that ridiculous costume. But that, that West wing episode is just so incredibly moving. So I knew that was going to be a tough one. It was well fought, but West wing will be moving on and we will be moving on to the other side of our bracket to fill out the other half of our elite eight. We've got a bit of an upset from the first round, the number 16 seed of new girl Christmas Eve Eve, which knocked off black mirror, white Christmas. Apparently we don't want our Christmas stories to be disturbing at this panel. Uh, and new girl is going to be taking on scrubs. My own personal Jesus as the nine seed on a uh, side of the bracket that is going to feature uh, I uh, all upsets from the last round. Uh, if you remember from the previous episode, Scrubs as the nine seed is the highest seed we have remaining. Anyway, Scrubs versus New Girl. Drew, take it away. All right. Well, I'm moving on to my next drink of the evening here. Mm. Um, it is going to be the high blood pressure version of Nyquil. Uh, so it doesn't have any sugar or alcohol. So I don't know if you heard that cap open, but it was a great <laughs> cap open. <laughs> And we'll do a little high. I'm going to take a little shot of the Manischewitz here. Cheers. All right. Uh, That being said, I needed to fill some time because I don't have much to say here. Uh, Yeah, this is Scrubs hands down. As we discussed on the last episode, it's it's a standout episode of a standout show. New Girl's cute. I like the episode. It has the feels. It doesn't stand up to my own personal Jesus. So Scrubs gets my vote. Scrubs picks up its first vote. Brittany, what do you say? Um, This one's not really hard for me. I liked the New Girl episode. It was cute. It was fun. Uh, I think I was the one vote for Black Mirror over New Girl, um, just because I thought it was a better episode of television. Uh, But I understand the we don't really like disturbing Christmas episodes here. However, Scrubs hits so many different emotional points in one episode. Easy vote for me, Scrubs. Scrubs picks up its second vote. Let's check in with Leah. Uh, so from the start, I was laughing my head off in the New Girl episode. Um, every line was related to jokes around the holiday. Uh, they had the Secret Santa, the holiday shopping, surprising loved ones for the holidays, elves for a giant mall. Um, I think it was a great holiday episode all around, and it ended on a heartfelt musical note. Um, so when I talked about Scrubs last time, I talked about Turk and his love for Jesus, which I still think is the best part of the episode. But I didn't like some of the other subplot points um, of the episode, whereas New Girl, I loved every single beat. So for me, I'm voting for New Girl. And the 16th seed New Girl is not going down without a fight, throws in a few good buckets, pulls within one vote. It is two to one. We head over to Tim. (laughs) Wow. Who needs to stop playing with this keyboard? Sorry, I just said the wrong key. Now you're good. Yeah, so I think I said last episode that um this isn't even the best christmas episode of new girl in my opinion i think i like laxmas a lot more um this is also the other matchup where i said it's official unofficially a number one seed because this is the fan pick number one in scrubs uh versus the fan pick number eight in new girl um so i'm gonna go ahead and give my uh my vote to scrubs scrubs picks up its third vote and we'll be moving on over New Girl. Chris, how do you feel about this pick? Um, I want to counteract a little bit of what Leah said. Uh, she doesn't really care about the the other stuff. The the JD Doctor Cox stuff is the emotional levity of this episode. 
Um, it's still a sitcom. It has to be funny. And JD not recording the childbirth is freaking hilarious. But the other part of that is, is you've got a woman in a male dominated industry dealing with misogyny with the chief doctor telling her you're going to end up as an OB. And that's not what she wants. Challenging her femininity, challenging her decision-making. Then you have the heartbreaking part. We all talk about Turk finding his faith and all that, but Turk losing his faith is hard to watch because you see the tragedy that they're going to see on a daily basis, but you're seeing it emphasized in this season. When you have a guy who's trying to spread holiday cheer and talk about his belief structure and you see him, it's the last temptation of the Christ. It's you're, you're, you're seeing all the bad stuff happen. It's what do you have to go through to maintain and get your faith? And as low as he gets, he is still able to find a little bit of faith and still able to win to save the day. It's a phenomenal episode of television. It emphasizes what Bill Lawrence and the staff writers there do so well. It blends comedy. It blends drama in a near perfect uh, format. Say what you want. People don't like JD. I get it. I don't like JD. I felt for Elliot in this episode. I know. I know. Some people don't like JD. Uh, he's a dick sometimes. Uh, Dr. Cox is funny as hell. JD is good. The janitor, you will not ruin my Christmas. It's funny, but it's touching. It's what I want Scrubs to be. Scrubs. And I love New Girl. That episode of New Girl is still in my mind. I went back and rewatched it. I love it. But Scrubs is that. I hold that in such a high regard. It's not close. Scrubs picks up its fourth vote. We'll be moving on to the next round. Uh, if I could do a Ted McGinley impression, this is when I would be saying, well, thanks a lot, Christine, for your fourth vote. And that was terrible. That came off as like Richard Nixon, which is why I wasn't going to do it. And then I did it anyway, and I regret nothing because I'm drinking, so it's fine. Uh, we're going to move on to the next matchup here. Uh, as I said, two more upsets from the previous round. We've got the number 12 does, seed. Does Drew Gilmore. not get to vote on the last one also who's ted mcginley yeah i don't know uh john mcginley what, john what McGin the heck's his name john mcginley right i don't know why i said ted mcginley nobody likes a ted um it's a great question drew you voted right yeah drew went first yeah oh drew did a shot of nyquil and voted for scrubs oh. that's the recap <laughs> on that round <laughs> i thought no, we missed someone sorry that's me <laughs> no you're you're good thanks for keeping me honest because yeah. Lord knows I can't even get the name of the guy that played Dr. Cox right. So <laughs> uh, we're going to move on, though. Uh, two more upsets from the previous round facing off. It's going to be a 12 versus a 13. The 12 seed is the Gilmore Girls Forgiveness and Stuff episode. It's going to be taking on the 13 seed of Parks and Recreation Christmas Scandal. And Brittany, we're starting off with you. Oh, cool. Um, so this is actually my tough bout of the night um, of the shows we have. It's one of my tough bouts uh, because on the one hand, the Gilmore Girls episode has a lot more heartfelt moments in it that like just give me the feels, but it still ends on like a happy Christmassy note. And you still have the humor with the town putting on the Christmas pantomime and the baby Jesus missing its arm and just like someone ripped the arm off the baby Jesus again. Like it just, it's a fun, it's got its fun stuff. Parks and Rec, the entire episode is more about like the levity of Leslie Nope being wrapped up in a scandal. And like, even though it's just like a series of ridiculous things and then the whole, there is no mole situation, but except for the actual Christmas 
performance at the beginning with the Pawnee city, like the Pawnee government doing their little Christmas shows. There's not a lot of Christmas in this episode. That being said, there's not a lot of Christmas in Gilmore girls either, except for the nativity thing and it being the Gilmore's Christmas party. Um, but this one's hard for me. Uh, so I think I have to go with the one that I remember more emotionally and that's Gilmore girls forgiveness and stuff but a tough round. Gilmore Girls picks up its first vote and a little bit of a squeaker. Let's head over to Leah. So, in Forgiveness and Stuff, there's some really, really good Luke and Lorelai moments. Um, he makes her a disgusting-looking Santa burger to try to get her out of her funk and into the Christmas spirit. Um, the signature blue baseball cap comes in at the end. Um but more than that, it really spends most of the episode focusing on what the episode says. Forgiveness and stuff. You know, it t- sometimes it takes a good old-fashioned holiday crisis to put things into perspective and to help make things right with the people in your life that you should be trying to make things right with. Um, so I think that even though, you know, it may not focus a lot on Christmas, it has a lot of Christmas themes you know, obviously um, the town is decorated for Christmas. The hospital that most of the episode takes place on is decorated for Christmas. And it's got that Christmas themes of like forgiveness. Because I think that around the holidays, there's just something about the holidays that makes people have that hope of wanting to make things right. Or or that longing to, to put things back the way they were originally. Um, so... To me, this is not a difficult choice. I am definitely going for Gilmore Girls, Forgiveness and Stuff. And Forgiveness and Stuff picks up its second vote. Let's check in with Tim. All right. Um, This isn't hard for me. Uh, Gilmore Girls is one of those shows that's on my list to eventually watch. Uh, But I don't watch it. I don't feel a connection to the characters. Um, I love Parks and Rec. I love Christmas scandal, the ridiculousness of uh, the, 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 the supremely innocent, never going to get caught up in something unless it's just her overzealousness. Leslie Nope being in a sex scandal is hilarious to me. Uh, so I got to give it to my give it my vote here. Parks and Rec not going down without a fight. Christmas scandal picks up its first vote from Tim. Chris, how are you doing on this one? Are you going to whisper again? Uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> um, my wife has thoroughly surprised me tonight. Um, I will not be sleeping in my car. I'm hoping to make it to the couch. So we'll see how this goes. Uh, I- I'm kind of agreeing a little bit with Brittany here. And the fact that the Parks and Rec isn't necessarily it, the the core of this episode is not a Christmas episode. It's got the the skit in the beginning, that's the the inciting incident for the rest of the episode, right? It's the, the skit she loses the sex scandal and thus kicks us off into the next 21 minutes of mayhem. But the only other really mention of Christmas in it, I think, is gift giving. It's not about Christmas. It's about finding the right gift. Um, it doesn't scream Christmas. And then the, the Christmas episode of Gilmore Girls is at least about being together. It's about forgiveness and family. It's about being there for family when they need you. Um, when the father collapses is in the hospital and Lorelai can't get there and Luke has to drive her. Like, I'm not a Gilmore Girls fan, but I feel it. I get it. Uh, it's a Christmas episode. It's closer to a Christmas episode than Parks and Rec is. And I love Parks and Rec. That is one of my all-time, if not my all-time favorite sitcom. Um, 
if you can't tell, my wife can see me, right? You can see me, babe? I can see you, and I'm smiling a lot that you actually watched the episode and you know what happens. Um, I, That's good to hear. What am I wearing on my head? A backwards baseball cap. A backwards blue baseball cap. Oh. I'm going Gilmore Girls. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> and I'm going to guess that's a Gilmore Girls thing. Wouldn't know. Uh, but she Gilmore just Girl. said it. She literally just said it. It's three okay. People ago. tend to not listen to me. I did. I, I heard her say something about a blue baseball cap, but I didn't know. It's it was what backwards. Luke wears like the the rest of the series. He's always wearing a backwards blue baseball cap. I I got gotcha. you. If she uh, yeah, if she said the backwards part, I missed it. But I did hear the blue baseball cap part. So okay, that's fair. Gilmore Girls picks up its third vote. It will be moving on to the next round. We can't forget about Drew. Drew, you're shaking your head. What do you got to say? I mean, I think we need to launch an investigation. I think Chris's vote might have been under duress. <laughs> he is in a darkened room, and we can't see his companion in there. No, but there is not under duress, but there is someone under my desk. Oh, whoa. oh man, we're not talking about you know a political show like The West Wing here. <laughs> um, I uh, I love the Gilmore Girls. Love, love, love. Um, but I, I don't know. I would have gone Parks and Rec here, you know, if my vote mattered. But you know. Clearly it doesn't because uh, Chris sold out his fandom here. Because in the last round, in the last round, he voted for Parks and Rec. Because it's one of my favorite all-time shows. I have to vote for it. That doesn't seem to fucking matter in this round. It's, it's the lack of Christmasness. It was so you voted against my It's Always Sunny for Parks and Rec. But uh, you can't even follow through on one of your own favorite shows here. For shame. I'm still airing grievances. Mm. You can grab my poll later. <laughs> and I think we are officially launching the Boozy Bracketology Ethics Committee. <laughs> <laughs> who's who's on that? Not me. Hi, Dibs. <laughs> I think Jeff's Jeff is about the only one who's not on this uh, the recording. So it's true. <laughs> he can be bought. Oh God, Jeff and Jeff have to head up the Ethics Committee. Oh, we're screwed. Yep, exactly. <laughs> All right, Gilmore Girls Forgiveness and Stuff will be moving on to face off against Scrubs in the next round. We're going to move on to the final two matchups of our brackets for this episode. The first round is going to be against the... It's going to be... This isn't even that strong of a beer. Um, The first matchup is going to be the number 11 seed from Batman the Animated Series, Christmas with the Joker, which eked out a victory over Buffy the Vampire Slayer, going up against Rugrats, a Rugrats, let me see if I can do this, a Rugrats Hanukkah, which also eked out a squeaker in the first round, as a 14 seed. It's going to be a hell of a matchup, and we are going to start it off with Leah. Well, I didn't vote for either of these two last time. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was indeed. on Team Buffy and Team OC. Um, those are my wheelhouses. Cartoons? or I'm sorry, animated programming is not in my wheelhouse at all. Um, at least not as an adult. I wasn't a huge fan of either of these episodes, but you know what? You guys made a really strong argument last time for the Rugrats um, and the cultural impact that it has. So that's what I'm going to go with here. I'm going to go Rugrats. And I'm not even going to try to say Hanukkah the correct way. I'm just going to say it the white lady way and say Hanukkah. <laughs> and Rugrats picks up a vote on account of cultural impact. Tim. So we're going to put Drew in a really tough position right here uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. because I'm pretty sure I already know where Chris is going to vote here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to keep this short and reiterate the fact that I don't like Batman and my vote is going 
to Rugrats. And so Drew can decide whether or not to vote with his background and send his beloved Batman home or vote for Batman <laughs> and leave it up to Brittany to choose. <laughs> All I know is that at this point, if Drew's middle fingers ever commit a crime, I would be able to pick them out of a lineup. <laughs> Rugrats picks up its second vote. We're going to check in with Chris. So uh, it's no secret that I don't put a whole lot of thought or anything into my picks. I just go with the top of my head. Um, no, actually, I was actually just on my phone. And um, to show you how comfortable I am with with the decision making that's going to happen in the rest of this particular pick. I'm not going to spend time talking about Batman. I'm going to spend time talking about the fact that they just announced who the villain is for in, uh, for Across the Spider-Verse uh, 2 and 3. And they're going with a relatively unknown villain of The Spot. The Spot is going to be, of all the rogues gallery for Spider-Man, they're going with The Spot. Very interested to see how that goes. This is not close, guys. You have an iconic Christmas episode. You get Kevin Conroy, may he rest in peace. You get Mark Hamill as the perfect Joker in a campy, fun Christmas episode that has a really sweet ending. Dick, Bruce, sitting around the TV, watching It's a Wonderful Life. It's what you want. Um, in a Christmas episode, sometimes you just want something that's sweet, simple, and to the point. It's the Joker versus Batman. And I think, Drew, this is the first time we see Mark Hamill's Joker. Is that right? It is the first appearance of Mark Hamill, Hamill's Joker. And what an appearance. Like, what an yes, appearance. Sir. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know I know this is tough on Drew, but for me, this is not close. Um, Rugrats, not in my wheelhouse. I was a little bit older when they came out. Uh, if this was Quail Man and Quail Dog, I might have had a shot here, but no, I'm going uh, Batman <laughs> all day. This is a, that's a phenomenal episode of television. And to the surprise of literally nobody, Tim, in fact, even called it, Chris casts his vote very very uh strongly for batman the animated series and as tim also called this does put drew in a bit of a fun spot drew <laughs> drew the christmas chew as it says on his window what do you have to say it's uh you know it's not as tough a decision or a difficult position as tim made it seem like uh the jewish delegation would like to cast their vote for batman the animated series <laughs> And there's not much to say there. It, it, Chris has covered most of it. it it's, it's, you know, the point. first appearance of Hamill, Hamill and Conroy together for all those years was just, you know, perfection. It's a great animated Christmas episode. Batman all the way. And a Rugrats Hanukkah stormed out to an early lead, but Christmas with the Joker came storming back. We have a two to two tie. Does anybody want to lob up a buzzer beater before Brittany gets her say? And Drew is raising his hand, even though he just got to speak. He's going to speak some more. Take it away. Brittany, I would like to point out that the Jewish member of this delegation voted against the Hanukkah episode. Um, so, you know, that, that, that one, of the, one of the biggest points in Rugrats' favor was brought up by me on the last episode of how culturally important it was. F that vote batman Brittany, are you going to f that oh my gosh so here's the thing when i was anticipating how tonight was gonna go my plan for this matchup was to cede my time to drew and just let him go through an existential crisis <laughs> and drew you didn't really go through an existential crisis not i'm not remotely. that disappointed but i am surprised um i do need your assurance you're still gonna love me no matter what i pick 
I don't like the way that sounds. <laughs> um, I just want to say, if you vote against the Jews, we won't cancel you. We don't control as much as Kanye thinks we do. You will still be able to appear on podcasts. Just not this one. Oh. <laughs> so uh, here's my thing. Oh. <laughs> I love Batman. I'm I really whiskey. do. <laughs> <laughs> um. And I love Mark Hamill as the Joker. And do Kevin Conroy me. as Batman is great. And yes, it's the nice little them watching It's a Wonderful Life with Alfred at the end. I haven't seen It's a Wonderful Life, so that really has no nostalgia for me. Like, I mean, Kevin cute, Conroy just died. I know. He died for your sins. You, 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 you have lobbed your buzzer beater, sir. Yeah. But when I think back on my childhood and holiday things that I watched as a kid... And trust me, I have watched a lot of holiday things. Apparently not It's a Wonderful Life, but a lot of different, like, um, typical around Christmas time movies. But what I remember as a kid was that a Rugrats Hanukkah gave me something different. And it's something I actually, like, remember watching as a kid. Like, and that's how I learned about Hanukkah and what it was. Because for sure my church was never going to show that episode. Um <laughs> But it just, it has such an impact. And as much as I love Batman, and as much as I hate disappointing Drew, I have to throw my vote to a Rugrats Hanukkah. Just, just one last interjection here. <laughs> you pointed out how the, how the Rugrats gave you something different. How many other shows gave you Batman for Christmas? Well, if you count the other series with Batman in it and Justice League and Teen Titans. Well, Teen Titans really doesn't have Batman, but it has Robin. There's a lot of shows that give you Batman for Christmas. Isn't there a whole Batman movie that's basically Christmas? Shut the fuck up, Tim! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Rugrats does pick up its third vote and will be <laughs> surging its way into the next round. And there's those fingers again. Yep. They're and definitely me this time, and I'm so sorry. Super easy to pick those out of a lineup at this point. We're going to head out over to our final matchup of the night. Is it going to be the number 10 seed, Supernatural, A Very Supernatural Christmas, or the number 15 seed, Frasier, Perspectives on Christmas? And we're going to be starting this one off with Tim. Ladies and gentlemen of the podcast, um, we have a mole in our midst. <laughs> Um, I received a message earlier today from my private Rundle opponent of the day, one Aaron Mayers, who who had like let me let me let me pull this exact quote up. He had six words for me. Who doesn't like Abed's uncontrollable Christmas? <laughs> This should have been a much harder vote for me. This should have been Supernatural versus Community. Aaron agrees with me on that one. Um, I, I can't vote for Frasier. It's got to be Supernatural. It's the reason I put this bracket together. It's going to be Supernatural for me. And it is going to be Supernatural for Tim picking up its first vote. Chris, you seem to be agonizing. Agonize verbally. I'm not mad. <laughs> Except I am pissed off. <laughs> Seriously, Rugrats? <laughs> like, I could get it if this was like a cartoon that was 
influential or you know had a, a personal place in anybody's heart but rugrats i've never met a single person in my life who goes rugrats that's my cartoon that was that was my jam growing up no it was ren and stimpy for some of us it was doug rugrats uh rocco's modern life freaking hey arnold to watch two of those cat dog like the list goes on and on it ain't rugrats guys i'm sorry listen i'm a little scared i am too because the choice is currently between supernatural and fraser <laughs> okay back on back on track here back on track here uh I, I said earlier or last recording that uh tim when he was putting this bracket together picked the best fraser episode he could have for christmas the issue there is that there are literally, I think, seven other Frasier Christmas episodes, six or seven other Frasier Christmas episodes, and they're all good. Like, I love Frasier. Frasier is one of my favorite sitcoms. It's, it's on the rotation. When I go to bed at night, if I'm watching a sitcom, Frasier's one of them. I kind of rotate through. But Supernatural Christmas knocks it out of the freaking park. That episode's great. It really is. It's got everything you could want. It's got the, the banter between the brothers is good. Some actually really good action. You're, you're, you still have a little bit of a hollow, holiday theme in the action, which is great. And then the, the ending is kind of a little bit of a gut punch. And I'm, I'm a sucker for anything Jensen Ackles does. Uh, in another life, in another life, Jensen. <laughs> We've been together. <laughs> but that is not this life. I'm going supernatural. I, I love that episode. It's phenomenal. A very supernatural Christmas picks up its second vote. Drew. So I mean, uh, I mean, you know, Jensen Ackles has done some Batman voice acting. Yeah, just want to throw that out there. Um, you could almost yeah. say that Batman is still in here. <laughs> you could almost say that, and uh, I'm calling an audible here, and I'm casting a write-in vote for uh, Batman the Animated Series. <laughs> um, so that's going to have one vote in this round. So hopefully two other people don't vote for Frazier because otherwise this whole system is fucked. Um, uh, no, I'm gonna, I, I mean, if you guys would let that stand, I'll do it, but I don't think you will. So if not, I'll vote for Frazier. And Frazier is going to get a vote. And I'll, I'm not going to lie. I was temporarily considering whether or not to allow that to happen. But since you did cast a vote for Frazier, I'm going to have to put that on the record. Frazier, not going down quite yet. Brittany. Um, well, first, I'd like to emphasize the fact that I was the target demographic for Rugrats. I was that age group. I did grow up with it. Um, I was even part of the all grown up series like that. I was that target demographic, too. I grew up watching Rugrats. I remember going to see Rugrats in Paris in the theater. So I love Rugrats. I do love Batman. It just it's Rugrats for me from a nostalgia standpoint. Um that being said, since I had to get my own defense out of the way there, uh, this is not close for me. I was thinking back to something Leah said in round one about how the Supernatural Christmas episode made her want to just start watching Supernatural. It inspired me to go back and just start rewatching Supernatural because it's something I can put on in the background while I work. And I'm already up to season two again. Um, it's Supernatural, like with a bullet, pun intended. Down goes Frasier! Down goes Frasier! <laughs> You've been I, waiting for that one. I, I'm sorry, I, ha I had to do it. Uh, Supernatural picks up its third vote. Frasier will not be moving on. Supernatural will be. Leah, I think I know what you're going to say, but did we get this one right? Yeah, totally. Um, I voted for both of these last time, and I would gladly watch them both again. Um, 
I would like to say that the the vantage point storyline from Frasier, it did get old after a while. And I didn't realize that because when I was thinking back on the episode after I watched it, I remembered like the first two flashback sequences, but I had a hard time remembering how it all ended. Um, so I think that, that that was actually a strike against it. Whereas it was a fantastic episodic episode of Supernatural. And I don't like episodic shows in general, unless they have a really strong and dynamic character in relationships, which this one definitely did. The boys are not bad to look at either. Um, so yeah, I was going to go Supernatural all the way. I'll be your number one with a bullet. Loaded God. Com- all right. Um, <laughs> sorry, I won't. I, I, I said I would only sing at the start of the episode, so uh, I won't do that. Supernatural will be moving on with a 4-2-1 victory, and we have done it, folks. We are down to the Elite Eight. We're going to be hashing this one out in the next episode. Here's going to be your four matchups. The How I Met Your Mother episode, How Lily Stole Christmas, Taking on Simpsons, Roasting on an Open Fire. Shit's Creek, Merry Christmas, Johnny Rose is going to be taking on In Excelsis Deo, the West Wing episode. Scrubs, My Own Personal Jesus, will be taking on the Gilmore Girls' Forgiveness and stuff. And finally, uh, you might have noted that Rugrats pulled off the upset. Uh, Rugrats Hanukkah will be taking on Supernatural, a very supernatural Christmas. I would like to thank everybody for listening. Uh, If you like what we're doing here, I just want to remind our listeners real quick that uh, if you'd like to support our show, we do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash P-T-E-B-B. We have several different levels of support. Uh, And if you uh, don't have the financial means to do that right now, totally understand. But if you could uh, leave us a five-star rating, write us a review, that would be awesome. Uh, We are very active on our Discord, uh, in particular, if you want to join us on the socials, ptebb.com slash Discord. You can find the rest of the information on the socials in the show notes, so I won't belabor them here. But for the Boozy Bracketology podcast, until next time, I have been Mike. I've been Brittany. I'm Leah. I'm Mutebug. (laughs) I'm Tim. I'm Chris. And I'm Batman. (laughs) (laughs) So you're going home? (laughs) i'm already home yeah and drew's impressions are way better than mine we'll see you next time